Yo, what's going on, everyone? It's Brian and Jim here of Drink a Beer and Play a Game, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 174. Thank you for joining us tonight. Hope you're all having a good one. Before we get into everything, I have to give a big shout out and thank you to Super Nintendo for joining us last week. It was a great time talking to him. Make sure to check out the episode, check the links to all of his stuff. You'll get all the best game guides out there, basically, at this point. Oh, yeah. And uh, speaking of shout-outs, we actually recently did a guest spot on another podcast, The Latest. So, very cool uh, podcast. They come up with games tailored to their guests. So, it's like wordplay games, trivia games, stuff like that. Had a Jim, can I interrupt you for one second? Don't, don't give away results, Brian. I'm just... Damn. Okay. I'll just say you had a good showing. Do you, do, can, do, will you settle for that, fucking egomaniac? I'll, I'll, I'll settle for that. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Jim, just give acknowledgement. <laughs> a hometown boy won. You should I, be he- proud. I'm just saying. What are you not going to root for the Eagles? I'm just not if you're on there. <laughs> you actually won it. That's a sad I won it. They went to Super Bowl. Fuck him. Fuck. Fuck him. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a Giants jersey off Dan. <laughs> These those guys were awesome. The podcast was awesome, and yeah, as Jim said, like they uh, love the format, love talking with them. Can't wait to have them on the podcast eventually, and maybe even do a legit full power hour. So yeah, so uh, when it comes out, we'll pour it out on all the socials, so you'll be seeing it there. So Chambers, it's the first time in four weeks we've been back together something like that yeah between me having the coof and all the guest spots yeah been a while yeah been, been a little while but uh i see you actually saved us some of your special virginia beers you, you, you must you be bitch. pretty low you did some bitching at me uh, with all my cheapy beers listen the fact of the matter is <clears> i said <throat> i was saving i have some other ones i've saved too my problem isn't that you saved these for us my problem is you still buy a shit ton of terrible beer yes i drink a lot so (laughs) all i want is you to get for a special if we're not together is to get a specialty bottle for yourself and that's it just one not not a whole case sacrifices have to be made okay (laughs) but see for those of you out there who aren't married (laughs) there are two things in this world that you have to start to budget some stuff and they're called amazon and target (laughs) jim but i mean i know you're not a dink but, I mean, you do have the D. <laughs> you know what Dink is? Our buddy says it all the time to us. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I love, my favorite part is when I say things to you and it takes a minute and then it registers. Calculating, calculating, calculating. <laughs> no, but I am. I, I do appreciate you saving this. And is this the last of the Virginia beers you have? Yep, this, this rounds it out for me. So what are we drinking, Bri? So you brought us the Virginia Beer Company's Freeverse IPA, 6.8%. And Jim, I'm going to steal your bit here. Have fun. This juicy, unfiltered, tropical IPA. fuck off me. (laughs) Expresses itself. Why did you rub my face? (laughs) Because I stole your power. Expresses itself without limitation, thanks to copious helpings of (laughs) Zaka. I did not consent. (laughs) And Chinook hops. Note some naturally occurring sediment <laughs> is normal and expected. It's really good beer. <laughs> it's really it's good. fucked up. <laughs> Jim, can I suggest you do that to anyone who as they're in the middle of talking just really quick? <laughs> just start rubbing their face. Give them a little backhand face rub. 
Yeah, I'll do that next time I'm at a work meeting. <laughs> do it. If somebody's getting out of line, just don't make... No, you no. got to be soft. Yeah. <laughs> just give, give the old shh, 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 shh. I got to say, for an IPA, this they're not listing it as a hazy, but number one... It's pretty damn hazy. It is pretty goddamn hazy, and it's juicy as shit. So, mm-hmm. is this... I, I, I have to imagine. I no, it has all the common symptoms of a hazy, but they don't list it as a hazy. Now, how many of these beer, different beers from this company did you get? I only got this and I think their lager. I got their lager also because that was during May. How was that? It was good. What is? How does this compare to it? Um, Kind of how, like, you know, how you're, like, kind of pleasantly surprised, but also, like, something's different here from the normal. I kind of had that with the lager, too, like... It was both a standard lager, but there's still something a little different about it that I couldn't put my finger on. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, everywhere is listing as just a IPA. A shock. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Untapped is listing as a hazy. And I'm going to say they're the experts. I like it a lot, actually. Yeah, like, no, it's a solid beer. For an IPA, and it's out of Virginia. I mean, what good comes out of Virginia? No, there's probably some points <laughs> I like from there. That's what you went to, Jim? That's all I got. I mean, there's good history there. I didn't go. I I actually kind of wanted to go to Colonial Williamsburg, but there's no way that I was going to be able to drag the family to that. So. Yeah, that's true. And Bush Gardens, solid theme park. Talked about it before. So uh, <clears throat> no, this is a good keep. I appreciate you bringing this here, but um, I know I given I've given you lots of hell about the drinking, terrible shit, and you've been playing some questionable stuff as well. What? I don't know what you've been playing this past week, so maybe you can redeem yourself, and hopefully you've been playing games that are more towards what we're reviewing, and not goddamn weird shooters that nobody knows. What? You have a problem with Mushihimi-sama? Yes, I do. What's the, what's the problem with Mushihimi-sama? Because you just saw the name, you said, that's obscure enough, and no, I'm going to play it. I had no idea what the fuck it was, but a couple buddies of mine who were like, shoot em up fanatics were like, oh, you got to play this one, you got to get this one. I was like, all right. And shooters never go down in value either. So. And you know what, Jim? You need to get rid of those buddies. They lead you, they're, they're the same. People. They're the same buddies who would have had you smoking back in the day, I drinking it anyway, drinking and drugging. <laughs> We've done that anyway. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I have actually haven't had a lot of time to play stuff this week. So uh, when I have had some decent time to myself, I've been sitting down just to get through Sonic Three and Knuckles. So mm. Patreon review request we have coming up, and my last resolution game. So one I definitely wow. have to bang out. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like eight of the fourteen levels in, or something like that. So. With there. all three th- with all three characters. <laughs> you either get footage of all three characters at well, you'll get footage, but you either get full playthroughs of all three characters or I fucking trudge those goddamn cast emeralds. So I'm gonna go up the emeralds to get the special goddamn ending. God I I hate special stages in Sonic games. I Blue Sphere is probably the best one, but I still goddamn hate special stages in Sonic games. You know, Jim, it warmed my heart. I forget if you said it during the Leaders podcast or if you did it on Twitter. But you were talking about Sonic 3. And we haven't talked yet about our opinions of the game because we haven't done the review yet. Right. It, this actually stemmed from my little rant like a year and a half ago on the podcast when I said it was overrated. Yeah. But that was before playing the full experience. Having played it myself and having not played it as a kid, I th- I thought initially we were going to be on very polar opposites. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to be as polar opposite. I think we're going to be polar opposite with anyone who... Well, with opinions of it. I'll just say that. All right. I, th- <laughs> I think I know what you're getting that. So, yeah. Um, Actually, speaking of warm in the heart, I am glad that you had the same experience I had with Uncharted 1. 
So that fucking game. So yeah, that was a game I finished and I have all the Uncharted's, you know, as I didn't make them officially as my list, but I kind of grouped them in there. And even though we talked to people, everyone warned me, don't start with the first one. I am that sucker. I have to. And same. I played it. <clears throat> Here's the deal. What I do appreciate about it. Now, you, you never played the Tomb Raider, the newest. The reboot, no. The reboot, okay. That game is amazing. That is what it felt like Uncharted. It like I mean, it came out after, so it was no, no, obviously it inspired. It was, it was, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, the initial part of Uncharted was almost unplayable to a point where I was like, I hate this. Eventually, you're like, yeah, you are. It's not fully an interactive movie, but you're like, okay, they're just trying to do these crazy set pieces like what was that terrible michael douglas movie something the stone surviving uh oh 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 fucking our buddy matt loves the shit out of it i, I know what you're talking about i can't remember it reminded me of that because i can't give it as good as like raiders of the lost ark like even though it tried to be a knockoff of that um the thing is there was a twist with like those weird creatures i was not expecting i got used to the terrible combat at some point but it just was like too easy to spam at some points but then the final like act like fighting that <laughs> boss the amount of times i fucking died because i was like what, what i'm getting shot way too fast or something like it wasn't responding to me going undercover i said to you i am shocked that that game had the franchise it did based off of that but whatever i'm done it the only adva- thing i will say is nice is of the games I played for this year, it's one of the shorter main title games. So that that's a bonus. There you go. Um, <clears throat> I also started Disco Elysium. Oh, nice. So it's... I've always heard good things about it's that. It's good, but it's so weird. Like, I don't know if you'd like it because it is, like, very text-heavy mm. and very, like, you're in the story. It's written well. And if you... It's like if David Lynch wrote with... Uh, who, uh, who wrote something about Mary Farley Brothers? Is it? Oh, Farley Brothers. Farley Brothers. Yeah. It's like if those guys, I feel like, combined. That is a weird combo. It's a very weird combo. It's like dark, tries to be humorous. I, I don't know. It was just, it's out there. Um, I started that on purpose because I've had it on my Steam list forever. But uh, I did a, a lot of hours into Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Just so I can be prepped for when we do our review. Yep. I'll leave my opinions till we get to that point. Yeah, we'll probably record that in the next week or two. Yeah. But um, outside of those two, I actually... There was another game I started playing, and I don't know why I'm completely blanking on it right now. But those... I mean, those two, the problem is I spent so much time in the last week on just those two that, yeah, I think the next week I'm probably not going to get as much. But, yeah, man, I think we're going to beat 50 Oh, yeah, definitely. Very easily. I'm in the low 40s now. Yeah. And, yeah, the only other game I touched was uh, our buddy Travis, good old Hibiki. He was like, Jim, I want you to talk about a Turrican game on the podcast. I was like, okay. So I have the collection on Switch of all the games, so I popped in Turrican 1. So I've I've always had it on Genesis, and I do have it on the Turbo, too. The Turbo port kind of sucks. The Genesis 1's okay. The one in the collections like kind of ripped directly from the Amiga. So I'm like, all right, I want to collect this so I can have an Amiga game on my level 50 list. And... I mean, it's if you don't know Turrican games, very European running gun. Uh, you know, European in the sense that you have no recovery time when you get hit. Uh, water droplets can kill you, shit like that. So, but 
it's a very solid, you know, sci-fi running gun. Uh, you have all the different uh, weapons and shit you can go back and forth with. I think the later games definitely added. Well, obviously they added to it, but the w- later weapons are way more fun. And I was actually doing. Pre- I was kind of blazing through it. Mm-hmm. The last level, holy shit! Gosh. Like I have, I have to go back and finish it. And the biggest bitch about these games, or at least with the first one, is you get a set number of continues, but each level is kind of broken up into three areas. And if you game over and say like you're on like the boss of the third area, when you use a continue, you start right back at the first part of that level, mm. and you have to do it all again. So yeah. that turns into a fucking bear with the last level. So I'm making my way through that. I'll finish that off. But I always liked like I grew up with Universal Soldier, which is kind of a butchered port of Turrican too. But it's a series I've always liked. What pisses me off about that is I can distinctly remember back when I would sometimes allow you to choose uh, game pairings. Yeah. You used Terrican way too much. One of the Terrakins. And I remember hating that you kept saying that. And you also, I think, used that one time as like one of your favorite covers. Uh, oh, I do love the cover of that. Yeah. It's so fucking goofy. Because you talked about so much. And to hear that you're just now playing it, I'm like, you motherfucker. I mean, I've, I put time into the Genesis one as a kid, but like, I was always more of a Turrican 2 guy. Yeah. I've never played any of them, but I could be down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what? I think you'd probably enjoy them. Like, you're not going to like it as much as Conjure, but it's still like a solid run and gun game. You know, running guns, to me, just like vertical shooters, like... And it's definitely more, way more platform heavy than like a lot of the other yeah, ones. Yeah, and, and my thing is, there's not a ton that I've played of either of those genres that I think are terrible. Most of the time, they suffer from just being too average. And if you give me a good enough gimmick in those, chances are I'll probably like it. Mm-hmm. And unless it's like that type of difficulty, that's like unnecessarily hard. Yeah, I mean, maybe one day down the line, like I had the collection and there's only four games. Yeah. So hey, I mean, here's the deal. Maybe five. I forget. After the games we've been reviewing for Patreon, that would be a breath of fresh air. Probably would. So, yeah, that's really all I've been touching. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, um, you know, we are going to have our Level 50 Club update, but as I said, I think we're hitting that pretty goddamn easily. Yeah. And I still think uh, uh, the people, especially a lot of our patrons who are doing that, my God, the number of games they're going through. Oh, yeah. No, they're freaking... Crazy. And I look at the list of their games. It's not just like your Game Boy collection or my puppet combo games. They're yeah. they're long games. So I'm like, I don't know how you're doing it, but God bless you. Yep, good on you. Yeah. Better time management than us. But speaking of that, Chambers, what questions we got this week? Oh, actually, before I get into the Patreon questions, a uh, quick little update for the scheduling for the podcast for the next couple weeks. So uh, Brian has his kid in softball or baseball. What Football. Is it? Football. One of the balls. So... <laughs> Brian's got he practices on Mondays, so we're probably just going to move recording to Tuesdays for the next few weeks, and then it'll come out on probably by Thursday. So, yeah. so yeah, that that schedule will be for a little bit. And Jim and I, like I said, we're trying to capture. We have specialty videos that my goal is to set those for Mondays or Tuesdays, whether it be a review, a six pack, a bonus episode, whatever it may be. It'll try to be the kind of fill in the gap of those days as well. Yep. And speaking of Patreon, like Bryce said, uh, we just recorded last week at the, our next bonus episode. <laughs> Had to try and cover that burp up. <laughs> that was uh, better than during the review, you son of a bitch. Yeah, you better leave in that blooper. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we just recorded our bonus episode where we reviewed Prey, the newest Predator movie. So did it with Nick as we always do for these bonus episodes. Might be out this week. I don't know, Brian. 
I try, I this try week, maybe I'll, next I'll week. I'll just say Monday. All right, that at works. The latest, yeah. Yeah, and uh, like I said, we just before recording this episode, we recorded our review for Twisted Metal Two, so that'll be coming out. We'll be doing Sonic Three and Knuckles very soon, and just trying to hit all the Patreon games first, and then we can dabble in the other shit. Yeah, we have a back catalog, but good news is, oh. That was the other game, XCOM 2. I'm many, many hours into it. Oh, nice. Loving the shit out of it. But yeah, like we have, I have a backlog of footage now. Jim's just catching up with playing some of them, but we have a lot of games, so the reviews can get a little more consistent. And if we get to go back to choosing them, we'll probably choose a a couple shorter games so we can bang out ones we actually want to play. Yeah. The the last Patreon games we're getting to, there's some long boys. Yeah. But uh, I did want to mention, Jim, we did. We're finally done with the Burger King games. What was your expectation before we played them versus once we're done them now? Like retro, looking back, and I know we we gave all our full opinions, but yeah, looking at them as a whole, they're four bucks. So I mean, you bought them for four bucks, and you can still buy them now for five bucks. So they are what they are. Um, you know what? It's funny to me that Pocket Bike Racer was the best one when that's the one people talk about the least of all of them. Probably because it's it's so average making it the best of them. Yeah, it is just like a painfully average game, but that does make it by far the best of the, those games. Yeah. Yeah, I wish Xbox Live was still around for a big bumping, but, you know, is what it is. Did you and imagine... Sneak King is a hate crime. Well, I was going to say, like, did you imagine... Did you know the feeling of people had of Sneak King? Like before playing that, I actually until it became a meme in the last couple of years. I really didn't, and that was the thing is like I thought that might have been like one I would have got more entertainment. Like I thought that was going to be the funniest one, right? Because I knew like the pocket bike was just a Mario Kart clone. The big bump in, I'm like, how fun could I? I was well, I was actually, pleasantly surprised. It's actually kind of a shame because our buddy Elvin Monk did like a bunch of like uh, research into this, and he laid it all out in our Discord. Check the link below if you like Discord. Join our Discord. Um, and apparently they had so many, like, more ideas for the game, but Burger King fucked it. That was the only one that they had direct involvement yeah. in, and they just chopped out so much shit, and they're like, no, the king can't do this, no, the king has to do this, all that kind of crap. Because it was going to be, like, it probably wouldn't have been great, but it would have been a lot better than it was. Yeah, there there would have there would have been a few things that would have made that... It would have basically been, like, a licensed Metal Gear Solid ripoff. Yeah, which would have been significant and it kind of explains like all the dead areas and shit like that that are like kind of useless and the hiding and stuff which wind up being nothing they're nothing yeah so no we do appreciate the patreon reviews and you know what give us shitty games that's fine give us long games but as we said we have the backlog but good news is we have pretty much all the footage for the next three or four videos so yeah, those reviews, we will also want to update you guys on when those expected reviews are going to be coming out. But as I said, to pad in between some of them, I have a, a laundry list of six-pack videos of just trying to find the time to make them up. So. Yeah, and I got a couple of short like hardware videos I can do that of some stuff people sent us that I've been owing them a video on. So Yeah, but speaking of Patreon, Jim... What do we got for questions? Yes, patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game. Where for as little as $2 a month, you can ask a question that we will answer on each and every single one of these Power Hour podcasts. First up, from Game Whisperer Dean. Please check out Joe Senegalia. He runs a beer review YouTube channel and was one-third of the Arcade Outsiders podcast. He also has an awesome home arcade, which you can see a lot in his videos. Uh, Gave us his info for where to find him at jow underscore 42. He would be a great guest. All right. I will definitely check him out. 
Always down to talk to new people, especially some. It's nice to talk to people who are like a little more beer centric too. Nothing against like the straight up gamers, obviously, but I mean, we do like to talk beer when we can. Yeah. And I, yeah, I do get, I, you know what? I have fallen into a little bit of a, I I've been checking out more beer reviewer things. And that's the thing is like with us mixing the two things, we obviously lean significantly more gaming, but those beer communities are pretty tight knit thing. And it is interesting. You realize just like when you do any hobby enough, when you see the real pros at it, mm-hmm. how much stupid we would sound talking to them. Like, oh, I'm sure. Like people sometimes think like we. Especially have, me. Well, I'm saying though, like people talking to us sometimes go like, man, you guys know a lot about beer. It's like, no, 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 no. When you talk to somebody who knows a lot about beer, it's a whole nother level. We just know enough to sound like, oh, we use certain adjectives to describe it and make it sound fancy. But yeah. It's like me when I'm at a bar and I'm drunk. I know I know a little bit about a lot of things where I can hold a conversation for a little bit, but I was if, you go, say, if you go deep, mm-mm. I was going to say, do you, do you want to leave that at the bar or would that be workplace, sports? Or... Just life in general. <laughs> Jim's always that one. I will give you credit. You always say it confidently enough where someone's like, he might actually know his shit. But anyone who knows them, you get two probing questions in there. It's oh, a house if, of cards. If you go bl- above sur- or below surface level with me, you are fucked. You're in for a world of disappointment. <laughs> no, but yeah, we'll, 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 I will g- gladly reach out. If he's willing to be on the podcast, we're willing to have him on. Yeah, definitely. Next up from Burn Retinas. Embracer Group just bought limited run games, IP rights to the Lord of the Rings, and have assigned development to Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake to a new team after the game seemed to be dead. Are they the biggest media holding company that no one really talks about? They are fucking huge. And I we, we were actually going to talk about Embracer with the limited run thing. That was a topic. But Dude. they like they own THQ Nordic. They own a they, shitload of stuff. The amount, they have like 35,000 employees under their umbrella or something. The amount of companies and game developers, one of them, was it Gearbox? It was, or no, it was one of the developers of even halo like not microsoft it was like one of the companies that worked on the initial halo anniversary edition um i forget their name but like i look through and yeah the number of companies they own i'm like why have i never heard the name embracer before yeah it's insane because i think they used to just be thq nordic something must have happened and they acquired they're like quietly acquiring a bunch of shit yeah i know they're they're like they're turning into tencent without the government backing yeah so we will get to that in a little bit because we want to cover the actual article and some of the, the statements made by it. But I was just shocked. Like, the fuck are these guys? I was like, it doesn't sound like anyone I know. And I saw their resume. I said, son of a bitch. Yeah, really? Yeah. But no, I agree. They have definitely just come out of nowhere and are dominating shit. And last up from Gamer Astral. Smoke a weed and play a game when? Not today, FBI. Not today. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like we have heard that request a few times, especially back in the day. Uh, PA is not legal. So I mean, I would have no problem doing that, but here's the thing. I am either... Here, here's what you're going to get from me being stone playing a game. It's either going to be me just sitting there, vegging out, and having nothing to say, or I'm going to get overwhelmed quick, and I'll be like, I can't do this, and just turn it off <laughs> after like five minutes. And as someone who... It, it's not like booze, where like... Uh, another podcast mentioned this, where he, they have like the three-beer rule. Where, like, if you have three beers, that you're in the perfect zone for whatever you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Two, you're just getting warmed up. More than three, you're going to be sloppy and a little, not at your top of your game. Three beers, though. Bam. Perfect, yeah. So, yeah. Beer, you have that let's fucking go energy. Weed, you do not. Well, and I, I think I mentioned this. I, I know we talked to somebody about this. 
my understanding is different strains of weed. Like some of them are for like sleeping. Some can make you like, like, like there's different. Yeah. You get body highs, you get head highs, you get like overall stuff. Yeah. So of your experience, what is the one that would be optimal for gaming? Huh? That's a question. Cause in general, I really liked headies. Those are the ones I like. The ones that give you the more head high. They're more expensive, but there's ones I enjoy the most. Like, mids are fine. Like, they give you that, like, more full-body one, which is probably better in general for gaming, I guess. Eddie's, yeah. um, I'd always have the thing where, like, the, the hands and the toes get, uh, like, tingling and shit like that. <laughs> like, I remember the first time I got really fucking stoned. We were, uh, we were going to meet up at a diner and then go somewhere else, but then we got there and then something rather happened. It was closed. So we just sat in the parking lot and smoked up, and we, like, decided to go to our friend's house, who was, like, I don't know, 15 miles away. So we smoked, and this is one of my first times getting really high. So I'm driving down the Roosevelt Boulevard, which is like one of the two big roadways in Philadelphia. We only have two main roads that connects everything. That's one of them. And as I'm driving, my feet start going numb. I'm like, <laughs> oh no. This is a problem. Panic, panic, panic. That was like the longest half hour of my goddamn life trying to make that ride. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, yeah, probably like a, a midi with some kind of, you know, mid range thing. Probably be fine. I, I N- Nug never waste your time on because like it tastes like shit and it goes away in ten minutes and then you're just smoking up again wasting time. So I said many times it, if it becomes fully legal and it was something we could do, it'd be something I you know hey I'd be fine trying it just but I've never gotten high and it's one of those things that's like I have no idea what my reaction would be. I mean you've seen me enough drunk. I think one of my things is a lot of people don't even realize when I'm drunk. I don't. I feel like my mood doesn't shift, other than maybe getting a little bit more loud. A little I, more loud, depending on the night, might get a little more aggressive. But yeah, but um, but like ultimately, it's like I generally I'm not like the fall down, fall asleep type. Me. <laughs> I if I puke, it usually actually helps me. Yeah, it does not help me. Like I feel like in general with, with my drunks, it's not the mood shift isn't significant enough. So I don't know how weed would hit me. Yeah, that would be interesting to see. I, I don't know if I would just shut down, if I'd become more paranoid. I have no idea. Well, come on, PA. Let's get a non cock <laughs> governor in here and fucking make it happen. Got to see Stone Brian. <laughs> no, but good good question, bud. Maybe yeah, we'll see so in the future. Maybe one day. <laughs> if you want to see a real... Well, depending on how Brian is. I that I would be fascinated for myself. I, I <laughs> me, you could guess. watch me like actually play guitar here for like 10 hours straight and like yeah. not be dead. Whereas if I play like sober after like four songs now, I'm just like, oh my God, I'm burnt. Yeah. Either I'd be in the corner shitting my pants or I'd all of a sudden like speed running Silver Surfer on my first try. Oh, seeing you get that like stoner paranoia would be so fucking funny. I'd be like, the room's too small. (laughs) I just bust through a wall. (laughs) Knowing you're dumbass luck, you would get something like laced with fentanyl and then you'd be a fucking madman. That would be, that'd be dangerous. You'd have to be away from me. I would have to be away from you. <laughs> you'd fucking get your. You'd have. You'd have like grapes of wrath, like retard strength, and just like lift up your house somehow or something like that. Yeah. The only person to ever get like that messed up off weed, but those poor parking meters in Wildwood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I said, though, hey, if if ever comes truly truly legal, I'd be down. There you go. So, yeah, that wraps up the questions for this week. So, once again, thank you for all the support, everybody. Make sure, if you're new to the podcast, head over to iTunes and Spotify as well. Leave us a five-star review. We'll read any five-star review that you leave us. And, once again, thanks for the support. Appreciate it, everyone. All right, Chambers. So, we are back. Uh, 
On the second one of these, Freeverse, what's your opinion so far? I really like these. I liked them the last time I had them whenever one of the guest episodes we did. I was drinking a couple of them. It's a, you know what? Even among hazies, this is probably like one of the ones I liked more. Yeah. Because like it's like not overly citrusy or like overpowering with a lot of its like, you know, haziness to it. It's just really well balanced and it's got like a surprisingly decent alcohol content too. So the thing that's throwing me off though is I don't know if you know well, I finished mine a bit, little Big quicker big on yours. the bitter in the back end. The bitter like I almost call it a dankness in my mouth. Like I kind of feel like it's bitter, but it, it, when people say dank, I feel it with this beer. Gives you a coating. Yeah. So just drink more. That'll go away. Yeah. It's a solution to everything. But speaking of dank and skunky beers, Jim. So we had, it's been a while since we did it, but we like to talk about weird gaming items. Yeah. So what the fuck? Let's have a weird goddamn beer item for once. And, uh, Bri, good old, good old Heineken. I, number one, do you remember for they reasons. were the most hated beer company in the world? Were they the because, most hated? Well, for one particular reason. Remember when there was like the breakup of like some big dog fighting ring and there was like Heineken banners there? <laughs> no, I did not remember yeah, that. Yeah, so they were pretty hated for that purpose. When did but, that happen? It was a while. I think it was kind of around Michael Vick's I was going to say, was Michael Vick sponsored by it, Heineken? I mean, nowhere? I don't know if he was sponsored, but it, maybe it was even that event. I think there was banners. Like, so they caught some shit. Rut row. I don't think they... Ne- I'm not saying they sponsored it. I'm just saying it but was in not the press. they sponsored it. I can't confirm or deny. In Minecraft. Don't sue us. <clears throat> um, here's the deal. Maybe we're old. Number one. I don't... I am not a sneaker guy at all. Well, I, here... I actually... I'm wearing new balances right now because they make my back feel good. I'm going to probably... At some point, I know I'm going to bite the bullet and get something that will both piss you off, but I think you'll like. So, you know there's a whole market of, like, you know, Jordans? Yeah. Custom Jordans? I want to see some Yeezys. That's what I want to see. Well, here's the deal. Those things I don't understand I think are the most ridiculous looking shoes i've ever seen in my life correct even if they were ten dollars i'd say that's fucking ridiculous the fact that they're whatever 500 (laughs) is ridiculous so there's someone i follow on instagram who does custom painted jordans but he has like bret hart Shawn michaels from wrestlemania 12 with the golden white uh razor remote like and then he'll do comic book characters. And I've seen somewhere I'm like, those look just really cool. Even if I'm not I'm not a type where I worry about like cross coordinating, like, oh, this I'm gonna get a pink shirt now because I'm wearing Breck Hart. Like, I'm right. not gonna do it. But they look so cool. That's the highest level of my sneaker headedness goes. So I think a lot of new sneakers look ridiculous, but these particular Heine kicks, <laughs> get it? <laughs> I it, it looks to be Almost, uh, yeah. So, yeah, designed in collaboration with noted shoe designer Dominic Sambrone. Which means nothing to us. Right. We we have the picture up as we're talking about this, but here's the deal. The gimmick, because you always got to have a gimmick, is that you're walking on their Heineken Silver, which is filled in the soul. How is this different than the old, uh, the joke stripper heels with uh, the goldfish in them and the water? I mean, you could have gone platform shoes. That was where they're more known for. But is it? Yeah, I'm thinking of the thing from Forty Year Old Virgin. Remember when they're in like the eBay store and it's like those. Yeah, shop- those are platform shoes. Oh, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So basically that. 
here's the deal. I just think I don't know how much these are going to cost. It's going to be too much. That's how much it's going to cost. But there's also a part of me because it's a goofy beer thing. I that want kind it. of ones. That, yeah, yeah, I kind I of just, do. And I like the ugly green color. Well, the green, you know what it is? It looks does? like a Ninja Turtle. Well, I was going to say Ninja Turtle or a Green Ranger. Yeah, that too. Um, I just want to know, like. I don't hate it. I don't hate it, but I'm also like. I'm going to step on a fucking screw and leak my goddamn Heineken Silver out. Well, that's why I'm curious. Like, we've we've had. I've had plenty of beers that are like way past our expiration. I don't know if they'd put carburation in there. So how like does it like like I'm so curious of like what does this okay, shoe look like? Everyone to go to Patreon so we can buy a pair. I would gladly, and then yeah. we will put it in a fridge and we'll poke a fucking hole and drink the goddamn shoe beer. Jim, here's a question: Is it almost like Inception if you do a shoey out of this? Ooh. Think about it. A oh beer God. within a beer shoe within a beer. <laughs> Jesus. I Like I said, it's a goofy thing. I don't hate it because I don't think anyone's actually, other than collectors yeah. or idiots like Jim and I, <laughs> yeah. who's going to actually buy these? now? Unless, it's going to be us and Ric Flair. But what's going to happen is some like crazy popular celebrity nowadays, like someone may get them and they become a hot item. Maybe. But it, it's goofy. I'm like, whatever. I mean, I- I don't care enough. Heineken fucking sucks he- as dude, a beer. Heineken, <laughs> the the thing, and I don't know if that's still today. When we were kids, that was like that was like the big foreign beer, foreign fancy. Like if you were drinking Heineken, you were doing all right in life. You're like, ooh, a Heineken. Look yeah. at you. And the first couple times you have them, you're like, I guess quality just tastes bad. And then you keep having them, you're like, why does like almost every Heineken taste like skunk? And it's and then after four, you're like, man, my head hurts. You hate them. So, Heineken, good luck with your Heinekicks. Send us a free copy, and we'll say nothing but good things. Otherwise, Damn right. We will show the shit out of it. Otherwise, yeah, it is what it is. I think the ultimate thing you need to do, Jim, get these, pay someone professionally, recolor all the green blue, and then replace that beer with Keystone. I will do that. Custom mod it. Right. I'm trying to be the new Keith Stone. I will fucking do that. I'm just saying, you need to custom mod this, Jim. So get on your game. Everyone out there, if you want to help us. Patreon.com slash drink a beer, play a game. We will get Jim. He'll custom mod it. We'll we'll reach out to some I'll even talk to this fucking dominant guy. I'm sure it'll be like (laughs) three grand. Oh, Jambers. Speaking of drinking. We've uh, we've covered that, you know, as you and Matt have said, everyone in the UK is a drunk. <laughs> that was not a dual thing. That was goddamn Matt. You were associated. <laughs> you were on the presentation. Go by association, yes. Um, but Japan, which is, Japan's always been an interesting animal when it comes to culture. And, you know, they, they've had more recently still the thing of American culture, I think, has leaked really heavily in there with motorcycles, rock music, a lot of stuff. Just like we absorb everything Japanese, they absorb a lot of U.S. Yep, they really like American culture. They don't want you to stick around, though. They want you to tourist and get the fuck out. And, you know, loggers in Japan and China became uber popular after Budweiser, Miller Lite, and all those. But apparently, Japan's National Tax Agency has been launching a campaign to get young people to start drinking because they're trying to revitalize the industry after COVID, after the big hits it took, they're trying to come up with it. And what is their slogan, Jim? Uh, And use it in the best accent you can. Oh, for their online contest? Yeah. Suck of (laughs) either. 
which it's just urging people to drink. This this is the most bizarre goddamn thing in the world. One, because Japan's already in the past had things trying to, you know, keep people from drinking too much. Exactly. And that and was one, part of, yeah. this is might be the first time I've ever heard of a country like just going, please drink. I mean, for context, could you imagine the IRS saying, Hey guys, get out there, start drinking. It, it would be so far. No, Brian, I'm too worried about the 80,000, 7,000 new agents going to bounce down my door for spending 601 goddamn dollars on Venmo. Jim, could you imagine they come to your door and say, fucking drink? I would like the IRS for <laughs> once then. They come in, they put a beer be bong like, okay. down your mouth, you fucking drink. You fucking drink and you like it. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> it's so, the best thing is I can just say it's so Japanese. There's yeah, so many so, goofy things. They're blurry porn. Sushi. Now this. So the weird thing is, is like, so contestant. <coughs> excuse me. So it's basically asking like the population of Japan for ideas for, uh, like to get people out there for like slogans and contests and shit like that. And uh, they have until September to submit their ideas and the best plans will be picked and developed with the help of experts before the final proposals are presented in November. And, yeah, I mean, the alcohol industry has just been going down, down, down for the past, like, 20 years, with especially, obviously, COVID taking a big hit. Now, we talked for the entire fucking pandemic about local breweries, how breweries around the country have survived, and, you know, the steps they took. I guess Japan wasn't as lucky. It's a bit, definitely a smaller land area and shit like that. So, And just in general, they're also having their problems with, you know birth rates are super low and all that kind of stuff so well, i weird, I, weird shit is going down over there here's what i was gonna say to the birth rate thing they've also issued concerns of younger men who are dominantly when you look at drinking across the world disproportionately the heavier drinkers versus women but these younger men who are apparently not going out not dating as much staying indoors more playing more games, having their VR, whatever, I, I I have to imagine there's a correlation there. The same guys that aren't going out and getting laid and are decreasing the birth rate aren't going to the bars to buy girls' drinks and get themselves drunk to do these things. You know what the problem is? VTubers and a society. I was just going to say, yeah, society. It's I mean, this is where you go... When waifus go too far, Bri, that's the problem. This is, you find what you like. But yeah, you know what? Fuck it. There, there is your campaign right there. Get the boys drunk so they get their dicks working again. You know. Well, you got to keep it within range where they won't say, work. But I mean, it's also... Um, At least get the engine going. Get a little fuel in there. It, it's, it's fascinating to see what's going to happen. Because they, they were at a peak of alcohol, you know, in the early 90s. And they've they've been on a steady decline, and it does follow the path of all these other concerns they've had. So, yeah, man, it might be time to take over. <laughs> Heinekeks. You know what? They don't want Americans <laughs> sticking around, but if they want some goddamn booze hounds to start up in there, you have an American st company st over start there. Start importing Americans, UK, and Australians, and we'll f we'll we'll fix those numbers real quick. And if I could be a little brave here, Saki. Mm. Yeah, no one wants their shit warm. Yeah, like what are you what, what are you doing? You, you try you're, you're heating up your booze. Like, no wonder no one's getting drunk out there. It's like mold wine. It's cute, but it's niche. Yeah, move on. You got you got some of the fanciest whiskey out there. No one can fucking afford it. Get some shit whiskey. You got guys like Jim in Japan. I'm sure. Buy the shit. Don't just sell top end hibiki. Goddamn right. 
Oh, man, they, they would be in trouble with the fucking... I, I would be in trouble in goddamn Japan. I am too fat for those goddamn apartments. Jim's like, just, I'm just getting the cheap, cheapest stuff there. And it's probably their cheapest shit there is imported like American beer, so... No, it would probably or, be the fucking vending machine Asashis you can get. Yeah, that's true. God, I like... It's, need, I like Asashi. We need to do some Asashis. We do. Support Japan, Jim. Damn right. <laughs> well, we'll have to vicariously save Japan's beer industry. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but Jamers, so we covered it very briefly. We we talked about it and said we would dive in, but with Embracer Group entering in the agreement to acquire Limited Run. And this, of course, happened like a day after we had Nick on, who's like, you know, big Limited Run guy. We had a long discussion with Ed about him, or with him about it. And, and here's the deal. We've, I don't think we've been harsh on Limited Run. My personal experience with them I think we I think we've been holding back a little. We've been holding back, but here's the deal. And I I tried to read through, and I know you also I, I have the link here as well, that em, that there was a message from Embracer on Twitter, which surprisingly didn't have much traction. There's not a lot of responses. Yeah, so basically em, like Embracer, long story short, is uh Embracer bought limited run games and basically they're gonna be expanding their reach worldwide. Because they, they embraced them. They embraced. Embracer embraces. That's what they do. <laughs> and yeah, they had a follow-up tweet that was basically like, yeah, we're letting you know Josh and Doug still run the day-to-day operations. We're just going to be like the person who pushes it out further, basically. So, Which I say good. The rest of you fucking people can wait a year and a half for your goddamn games to come in. Here's the deal. One, did anyone worry that much about the integrity of Limited Run that this big corporation made? They they have their stands. They have they. I mean, it's similar to the the Amico, in my opinion, where you have the diehards that are like, "This is terrible." Even though they said these guys are going to stay in place, I look at it as like maybe you get your shit shipped to you sooner. Yeah. Like now that you have support of a big ass company, maybe now you don't. Maybe have they can to wait. outsource some of the stuff together, so you can get your games put together quicker and get it out there, and yeah. not have to bundle your entire order. So when you get a silly ass vinyl, you don't have to wait for your game that's already ready. Something to that you, I have what, to imagine. What, what the fuck is the service? I think it's called Shopify. That's what the uh, their website uses. And it's a god awful service for like. That's why you get those log jams when people are just trying to like yeah. flood it when it opens up. And then, like, you'll be in a queue, you have, like, the game buying, and then you see this fucking spinning circle, and you can't check out, and then by the time it gets you to the checkout screen, it's sold out, and then you're fucked over, because you're like, I had it! I had it in my hands! And then it got ripped for me. Shopify sucks. So maybe they can give them a better thing to use, at the very least. And, yeah, it'll expand their reach. Like, I mean, Limited Run's kind of a shit company. Like, they were the first one there, so they're the big name for it. And they've, they're the one, they get a lot of cool licenses. But you know what? At this point, they're like a shell of what people liked about them before. Yeah. So who knows? This could maybe help in the long run. And fucking Doug and Josh, at the very worst, they can get a big-ass payday. So good on those guys. I mean, here's the deal. They still offer bundles that even I myself look at. I'm like, that would be kind of cool. Just like the Zombies Ate My Neighbors bundle. Yeah. Like, yeah, I would kind of like that. But shit, I can go get 3D glasses and make a goddamn water cannon myself. But at the end of the day, like... I feel like they had the intentions there, and then as we talked about with Nick, just like other companies, they just, they just, they they got a little too big for their britches. That's yeah. what happened with them. And now they're trying to get fancy with like doing day one releases, like they did with the Shredder's Revenge, and like nothing's just more fucking annoying with that company when you're like sitting there waiting for like your order to come in from a pre order, 
But then you see like the game sitting in a Best Buy, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's it, it, it defeats the whole purpose. So you either stay niche and do just the most obscure titles. Absolutely no one has a chance, but they want to get fancy and be like, well, we could do TMT Shredder's Revenge. And you're like, okay, is it really going to come out? Or Street to Rage 4? Like, and then you're like, why are you guys doing this? Your whole point was to give us media we couldn't get anywhere else. Right. So I don't think it's a bad thing. You limit run defenders. Stick if you if you have a worry, let us know in the comments. Yeah. Stick with them. We're not saying of abandon them. We're saying like it's probably going to get improved. If you're a limited run fan, and you know what, honestly, if I started seeing people be like, "Yo, I got my limited run order three months later," cool, I'd be like, Good. "Okay, maybe now I would reconsider." It could bring me back in the fold if I saw a process was done better. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, like, I as much as I hate to say it, if they have something I want, I still order from them, and I go, all right. Like, that's why I just, like, I never buy the collector sets from them. Yeah. I just buy the base game. I'll get that the fastest, and, like, I, I don't need the extra bullshit anyway, so. You still like Ezra Miller, so you do what you got to do. Un? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't even fuck him. <laughs> don't even try, to. I, 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 I got nothing. <laughs> Fucking whack job. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, speaking of companies and Now, Andrew Tate, there's a fucking person you can get behind. Can we... Here's the deal, I, and I know you and get I... Get him on the show? I mean, we'd have to say a little more hateful things, I feel like, about women, and then we might get there. Is it really that hard, though? I, <laughs> we are married. I'm just saying... I if, what, you want, if you want to learn how to hate women, get married. I know you don't listen to as much comedy podcasts as I do, but like, I discovered him way back when he was an unknown with Tom Segura. And okay. his wife on their podcast because Tom's laughing his ass off about it. And eventually they had him on and they kind of blew him up. The level of celebrity he now has because like Bar Barstool picked him up and all these. And I'm like. He really blew up in like the last like two months. I'm like, he's gotten so much more attention than he deserves for just being a shtick. Like, it, it, it's so goofy and it, I'm already so over him now. Like, oh yeah, it I was mean, so over being. He's getting kicked off everything, so we don't have to worry about him much longer anyway. But, but he's gone. he's gonna be like stuck on cozy and shit like that. He's a uh, yeah, he's a because yeah, I heard him on the Dick Show like two years ago and something like that. And like I'm listening to him, I'm like, and this guy takes himself way too seriously. Like he's not being funny about the bit. He's just like, well, that's what I. Th all the things I've seen, especially like you said, through your mom's house and other, and it's like, and, it's, and he's talking about like his cam house. I'm like, mm, so you just run in a whorehouse, basically, kind of. But my question is, is like, is he now? I look at him the same way as I look at uh, what's his name, um, Dan Bilzerian, the dude that you know, the big beard dude who just only posts pictures of his money, his girls, and his guns. I don't know that guy at all. Okay, so. There's these personalities I go, like, is he just now, like, I have to just amplify this personality? Or do you think that's him to his core? Probably both. I mean, I don't think he's a good guy by any means. No. I'm just saying, like, once he started seeing, like, oh, I can get traction doing this, how much of it is now just played up for the look? Oh, yeah, of course. So You know, so I, I don't know. That, that that fucking guy. Yeah, come on the podcast. Yeah, come on in. <laughs> But he would definitely be in trouble with the next article we wrote. <laughs> I mean, we didn't. So you write, want to talk found... about things, and I'm shocked didn't get like more attraction because this kind of just like came and went. But so Nintendo of America is 
so we got this from Kotaku. They kind of broke the story. It was either them or ARS Technica's where I saw like both, but I'll go with Kotaku here. So Nintendo of America, their play testers have been dealing with years of sexual harassment on the job, basically. Even though, so this is where it gets gray and where it's very gray. That that title, like every title, you read that and you go, "That's awful." But then you realize, like, you read the entire article and you go, "Jim could get hit with sexual harassment in a lot of group chats if the basis is sharing memes." Oh well, yeah. I mean, so basically, there's a play test. What do they call it? Aerotech was it? So Aerotech um, is a contracted company by Nintendo that are that they're contractors. And for anyone who doesn't know, like major companies, Jim and I both work in industries where you have lots of contractors that do. I don't want to call it menial tasks, but they're tasks that it would be cheaper to just hire out to a company that specializes in this. And, and it's cheaper for them. Like, uh, like one big thing about the article is they say that there's not a lot of chance for growth, especially we're being brought on full time, bro- especially if you're a woman. Well, and, and from what the article says, no, no, no. Yeah. The article. So to round it out, Arrowtech is a company that's hired and they provide play testers. So Nintendo utilizes them. And this particular, I'm trying to find her name, Hannah, it's not her real name, so they use the term Hannah, describes some of the situations she's been in. And some of them include, she was on a group chat that was that was called The Laughing Zone. It was like a dedicated group chat in Nintendo's own personalized chat system, which is hilarious because they can't even get a goddamn online server, but they have a chat system. Yeah. And it was meant to be a place for people to share means and just, like, bust balls. And within it, of course, you get some creeps who post, like, screenshots from Reddit about how... Uh, how, do, how the fuck do you say that name? Vaporeon. Yeah, would be the best Pokemon to have sex with. Or the creepy shit from Jensen Impact. And Genshin like, Impact. Yeah, like, creepy dude shit that dudes are shit posters. Take it too far. Is where I joke where, like... You go in group chats, dude sharing with each other the worst shit possible. That I look at it and and this this girl Hannah basically screenshot that and tried to report them for sexual harassment. Well, I mean, she did be she was like, all right, this is like kind of making me uncomfortable. Can yeah. like we stop this? And then they kept doing it. So and here, here's one thing I want to get out of the way right away. What the fuck, people? Why are you doing this with work people? That well, I let me let me clarify one thing. There's one thing to one, do. One, I don't want to talk to anyone from work after I leave the There's a difference office. between doing it with work people and doing it on work authorized servers. Also true. Like if you have a close a close knit group of friends and you guys have your own like text and whatever, that's different. But to use your actual work shit to do this, I go, whatever. The guy the guys apparently who work for Nintendo really just got like, hey, do a sexual harassment uh, training and a slap on the wrist. Yeah. But they dive into a lot of other pieces of it. Now, it goes outside of Hannah and other people. They're yeah, and it goes like, into Nintendo itself where there's a lot of, like, you know, management people who, like, you know, female workers are always doing the, hey, look out for this guy, that kind of thing. Like, it, it's a, a classic example and a lot of the stories in this article, which if you want more detail, you can read it. Links below. Where it's just fuck, it's nerds getting power, and then when they get their power, they fucking creep on women, and they try to you know either promise you know growth in the industry or yep. you know they'll fucking 
blackball you right out of the gate if you turn them down. Some people turn into fucking weirdo stalkers, but they have power in the industry, so you kind of feel trapped. So, and, and, and unfortunately, like the article is misleading on some pieces because they try to point out they're like, oh well, the number of fle- female playtesters is only like forty percent or something like that. But my whole thought is like anyone being a playtester, like. That's probably the lowest rung. That's of, pretty low of video yeah. gaming, and they're hyper focusing on this one area. Nintendo is a. If you had to guess, how many employees do you think Nintendo has worldwide? Mm, I don't know. A million. Hundred. I, I would say at least a hundred thousand. Oh, that, oh, that's it, really? Oh, I, 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 I'm really Office, guessing. Game I mean, I have no idea. Yeah, so I'm just saying. I'm actually sh- like when I hear a company that big. I'm almost never shocked to hear that in some places that there's a problem. Not saying it's okay. I just no. go like n- when we've covered some of the beer companies, I've had shitty things and they're like, and they're way smaller and they're like 20 employees. You go, that's a problem. Yeah. Um, not saying this isn't a problem, but I just look at it like the article's weird. Cause they keep trying to formulate They They go above and beyond to say like, here's what the, like some of the women's accounts were. But then they like summarize in a very weird way where I'm like, there are problems here, but then you generalize and say, that's a problem across all jobs. And I go, you're stretching there. Like you need to stick to just what the article and the people are saying. Like you pointed out this one nerd who they actually name. And I'm very curious. I want to look him up. Yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah. They reached out and he never commented back, but they gave the guy's full name. So I'm like, okay, so this one particular guy clearly got a management position and is a super creep. I know people in my company like that. I'm sure you know people in your company. Like like there's people in every company. It's not okay. Um, but in video games, I imagine it happens much more. Yeah. And like you said, with like call centers being like, the, like, you know, they're very low rung employees and shit like that. And especially being a third party thing. Like, I almost consider it, like, kind of, like, fucking, like, a call center where, like... Yes. It's made to be, like, a shitty environment for a lot of turnover, so you don't have to pay people to be full-time and crap like that. Yeah, none of them want... They don't want you to stick they around. They don't want you to become a contract... Not, not to say I don't want you fucking sexually harassed out of the job. No, 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 but but that was one of my problems, I guess. They're, they're acting like this is a video game-specific thing for playtesters, and I'm like, in any industry, when you contract out, the purpose is you're not paying these people as much... It's costing you less, and you're not trying at all to guarantee they're going to come on board to be a full-time employee. Right. So it, Is there a chance? Yes. Is That that can be your hope as a way in? Yes, but... It, it's a shitty it's a situation. T- it's a tough run. Yeah. I mean, reading the stories, it's like, I, I don't like seeing that shit, and that shit is like, that really sucks. But I look at it also as like, are you hyper-focusing on one particular situation and generalizing like it's a problem everywhere? Like, this is one area in Nintendo. Like, is that the same problem as it would be in New York and Philly? I don't know. This was random Washington. Oh, one of their campuses or something, yeah. yeah. And it, hey, clean house. Go in there, do what you got to do. But Nintendo will never probably take the word of a contract employee over a... They call them red badges, the, yeah, yeah, the, the ones Nintendo who like folks who are full term, like we're Nintendo employees, they're called red badges. That's just a shitty way that companies are set up, and 
I would advise anyone trying to get into it, realize if you're going to be a contracted employee, no matter what avenue, fuck video games, any avenue, if you're contracted to a bigger company, you're not going to be valued as much as their regular employees. Yeah, and, and, and not not to say that it's right or that... No, like, that's just reality. Unfortunately, that is kind of reality. So, um, But like one thing that I thought was really interesting, even more so... I mean, the article itself is pretty interesting, but yeah. is the lack of reaction to it. I almost think like people read the first like paragraph and went, oh, it's about a third-party company. Who gives a shit? And just like kind of waved it off. Where there's people who's like, I mean, this company does report directly to Nintendo, and Nintendo probably knows about some of the shit that's going on, too, especially if they're controlling who they take on full-time. So The problem with that, Jim, though, is... Are you saying blind Nintendo fandom? Well, there's that, for sure. But there's also, for anyone who's in a professional setting... Plausible deniability? Like, there, there's third-party things? There's... Exactly. They go, that's Aerotech's job to deal with their own people. Yeah. Like, if they're fucking up, they need to do it. Now, when it's an Aerotech person complaining about Nintendo, the heads of Aerotech are going, how high do we raise this? Because Nintendo could say, they're becoming a problem. We're not going to renew their contract. We're yeah. going to get a different third party. So Aerotech goes, do we lose our $100 million contract with Nintendo, or do we raise all these issues? And unfortunately, it usually comes down to money. It's not right, but that's the reality of being a contracted person. Yep. You bend to the will of whoever's paying you the bucks. Not right, but yeah. But yeah, like the article itself is kind of weird. The reaction to it's even weirder. Circumstances yeah, no. are weird. Like fucking nerds. Like got like don't never give nerds power. Never give. But it's also like. Like you said, there's no reaction, and is that more a symptom of you don't care about third party or the Nintendo fandom? Nintendo can do no wrong, which I've shit on Nintendo very much. But even the people who like normally shit on Nintendo too, like, are barely not even talking about this. I will say the thing that got like the most traction on this article is the fucking <laughs> thumbnail for it, where it's the picture of the red Joy-Con being like surrounded by the blue Joy Cons and shit like that in a very menacing manner. And everyone's like, really? Is this the best one you did? Obviously, everyone photoshopped the fucking Piper Perry famous porno picture with the one red Joy-Con uh, yep. and the six red blue Joy-Cons behind her. I, yeah, that's what I thought of when I saw it. And, and that's one of the things is these clickbaity things. The girl who claimed, and, and, and you can get philosophical of, did her seeing these creep ass dudes in these group chats sharing memes that were sexual in nature. Is that sexual harassment? If they were sent out to a group, uh, I mean, at the very least, if it's a it, work group, no, no, chat, it's, it's inappropriate. inappropriate. Yeah. If the article wrote, but they know if the article wrote workers see sexually inappropriate images that won't grab as much as they were sexually harassed. Yeah. True. And that's the problem is they kind of debunked their own title in the first paragraph. Where you're like, oh, they shared memes? Like, there was creepy dudes? That's not saying it's okay. But then you're like, the fuck is this article then? And then when you read on... Yeah, you have to read, like, six articles down until it gets to, like, the creepy manager who, the like... The creepy manager who... Like, but it was, it was a weirdly structured article. Because then when you get to that point, the creepy manager isn't even in reference to the girl that they talk about at the beginning. It's not the Hannah. It's somebody else now they talk to. Yeah, and how long... Like, good luck any people to click past a fucking headline. Never going to happen. You know, reading a full article. I... Like you said, there is the big thing of workplace, how you're supposed to conduct yourself. The dude sharing shit like that on a server, they're fucking idiots. Should they be fired? 
Unfortunately, it's the same thing like everything else we said. If they're the top performers in whatever field they're in, they're not going to get fired. They're going to get a slap on a wrist, and if they do it again, maybe they get fired. Yeah. But the first offense is going to be like, okay, don't do that shit again. It's unfortunate. I would just hope that uh, when taking a job, and I know for anyone getting in any industry, it's going to be tough. But realize if you go into any company that's really a contractor to bigger ones, don't think you're valued as much as a big company. And it's not right, but that's reality. I mean, even if you're in a fucking big company, don't think you're valued either. Well, Everyone's fucking replaceable that goes, that Yeah, that goes without saying, too. But That's something you get with experience. Yeah. But it, it's it's an interesting article. But, uh, Chambers, do you think we have time for one more topic? Nah, whatever. Let's throw a quickie in. Why not? <laughs> so I threw this in here really quick because it was something I was thinking about as we've been doing our reviews. And I, I was remembering back in the day issues I used to have. And <clears throat> what do you think is actually worse? Losing like the save data on your memory card or like the famous... Uh, no mercy glitch where you lose all your progress. Yep. And it happens over and over again. That's my cart. Or if you're in something called a game, call it whatever you want online. If your nowadays wireless controller or internet goes off at the wrong point. And I know you don't put as much stock in, like, say you were playing... Playing, like, a Battle Royale. Or... Battle Royale, Call of Duty. You've never won. You're about to win. And it turns off right at that moment. Which one to you, being the old school gamer that's lost data, and that does suck, or being in that moment of, like, you finally get to achieve something you never did, and it... Internet or wireless turns off. Losing saves. That's always the worst for Losing you. saves, losing <laughs> saves, losing saves. For two reasons. For one is more recent example for me. And so here's one thing. Like, when you put a save in, especially for a game that's older and shit like that, like, that's like, for as dumb as it sounds, that's your legacy with that game. Mm-hmm. Like, this was the work you put into it. This was your experience. This was all of your unlocks. This is everything that you did with this, especially if it's a favorite title. Eventually, batteries fucking die, and you're going to lose shit. And it, it's just one of those things that sucks. Or, like, fucking No Mercy. Well, you put goddamn hours and hours and hours in, and then it all just wipes. And then you got to go do it again. You got to go through the Royal Rumble again, through 100 people to unlock Andre the Giant again, and then it fucking wipes. Or you have all, you know, you trudge through all the story modes and shit like that. Or my most recent example, fucking Sonic 3 and Knuckles, as we're playing through that. So I grew up with Sonic 3, and I had played through the whole goddamn thing, got all the Chaos Emeralds, everything. So I was like, hey. On Easy Street, I'll go back and get some footage. I'm Sounds already... like you in in uh, in college. Oh, I did all this. I'll take a nap. It's true. <laughs> I was like, fuck. I only have to play through half the game, get half the medals. I'm halfway done already. I'm fucking. I'm doing great. Easy Street. So, so Easy Street. Start it up. Start playing through the fucking first level of Knuckles. You know the mushroom cap zone or whatever it's called. Turn it on the next time. Nope, the save file's gone. What the fuck happened to my save file? Oh, poof, poof, poof. All gone. Don't know what I did. Don't know what the fuck happened. Just poof. Maybe I should have started a new save file anyway, but because this is a Sonic 3 and Knuckles one and not just a straight up Sonic 3 one, I don't know. I don't know what I did. But you know what I do know? I know my childhood fucking save is goddamn gone with all my goddamn work. And I know I started from goddamn scratch and I have to do all the goddamn fucking goddamn fucking special stages again. Interesting. Okay. 
But so, yeah, but all, but even to go back, like, or it's annoying, like, as a retro collector, when like you buy a game and you know it's got on card saves. Like when I got Bangayo on N sixty four, like I sat there, I played it for like four hours straight. I was like, man, this game is fucking cool. And I, it's like 50, 60 some level, something like that. I blasted through like fifteen. Like I made some good fucking progress. Booted up the next goddamn time, nothing there. I was like, oh, the fucking battery on this is junk. Or like when I was playing through Kirby. And I got, like, you know, three quarters of the way through the goddamn game. And I was like, all right, that's enough for now. Click save, turn it off, turn it back on. Oops, nothing. Battery's dead. I can appreciate that. Let's <clears throat> see, whereas with an online game, even for as much as online games that I suck at, there's always a chance I could just go back in and win another game. See, I'm taking that. The op- that, that will give me more, momentar- more, more momentary anger. Like, instant anger. I'm like, ah! but I'll get over it quicker. Whereas this is just like, fuck, I had so much put into this. So this is where I would argue the inverse where old school games, debatably even up to like Xbox and GameCube and PS2, I think part of the reason why you had cheat codes was they knew their limitations of saves, of potential bugs, and memory cards, shit erasing, whatever. Yes, it does suck on some of those games like you mentioned where you lose it and you're like, fuck, that's my childhood memories. But honestly, I have a whole box of memory cards and I've gone back and like, oh, I'll play like Hitman 2 or whatever. I have a save. I don't remember anything. If I'm going back, I'm probably going back to re-experience it. And I don't necessarily want to do it with everything I've already unlocked. I want to do it kind of fresh. Right. But if it does get lost, I can guarantee you all those old school games... 90% 90% have cheat codes that if you really are that pissed off about it, you're going to get past it. And they compensate. With online especially, or whatever games, each instance is, in theory, unique. Like, yes, you could get another win. But if, say, you had a particularly... Say you were playing... Uh, uh, Saying say I was playing Tetris and I was finally going to get my fucking say first you win. you finally and something disconnected, your internet went out or something. You were like... <gasps> And you don't get it. I would probably just drink bleach at that point. I, I, that, as much as so I play this fucking that's game. That's a perfect example. Or like you were playing, uh, fuck, I, I can't believe I'm blanking so hard. The the roller game with the hitting the ball. Oh, uh, Rocket League. Rocket League, like you guys are tied. It's been a crazy game. You've been tied for 10 minutes. You're about to get it in and it something dies and your car just drifts down and they score on you. guys. Like there's a moment that you can't, like you love to talk about and recreate that. You, I, I guarantee you, you can probably even remember, well, you don't play PUBG that much. Did you ever actually win in PUBG? Maybe once on a team with you guys. Like, even in, like, Call of Duty, there's probably something in your mind where you can remember some games where you're like, I had a killer game where I just fucking went off. Yeah. But I think of things like that where it's like, you're never going to get that back. And even if you get another win, there's certain games where if that shit did die off... You can never recreate. Whereas the old school games, you can recreate everything almost to a T. It might be annoying that you lose it, but it's possible. You can never recreate that exact moment, especially because then there's this is where my comp- competitive mind goes in. That motherfucker I was playing now has a story about we were tied and I fucked this guy. Like, you know, whatever happened, I beat him finally. You're yeah. Like, Son of a bitch. Because I've been in situations. Where that's happened with Call of Duty. Like, I was on a streak. 
I actually was almost at a nuke for fucking uh, Modern Warfare 2. Mm. I was at 24 kills. My batteries died. I got fucking killed. And a dude, he didn't even just kill me. Right. I call that poor planning. Uh, I call it, this is before <laughs> they had notifications that batteries were dead. dead. I call that twisting the knife. And no, speaking of the knife, I didn't just get killed. I got knifed up close. Ah, so bitch. it killed, like, I, I was like, I, and I, re, I even remember the level. It was the one where it's the two high buildings across from each other. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, like dude, it just. The shit like that. I'm like, that burns a memory where you go, I can never get that back. There's mm-hmm. nothing I can do. So it's like, I and I try to frame it like basically modern gaming versus old gaming. Right. No Mercy is the best example of the number of times I've lost that fucking data. Yep. Where I give up, like, I don't even want to go back I, and I don't even it. try anymore to do it. I'm yeah. like, it sucks. I'll never get Shawn Michaels again because I'm just going to lose all the data. Yep. Um, It's unfortunate. But yeah, like with all my PlayStation, the number of times I've gone back while we've been doing reviews and playing old games, I've just deleted arbitrarily. I'm like, I need I need a save because we're playing this new game. I don't know. This Alien versus Predator Extinction. I'm sure if I ever play it again, I'll just redo it all. Yeah. I have to delete it anyway. So yeah, I go with modern. If you lose batteries or internet and it fucks you at the last moment, that's more detrimental. Hmm. But yeah, I want to hear what do you guys think? Which one's worse? We know which one's more frequent. That's undoubtable. The old school. Like losing data, saves. I think that's way more frequent. But At this point, as time goes on. Yeah. Yeah. But we want to hear from you all. And as we... You know, actually, I'll throw a real quick wild card in there. Go on. You know what's one of the things that I still am not over? And it's been 10 goddamn years. <laughs> Back in my Achievement Hunter days. This oh. might have killed my Achievement Hunting. Ooh. Doing missions... In Fallout Four and New or Three in New Vegas, okay, Ooh. doing them, and the game glitching, and not giving I, me the achievement for it, even w- though I did it. I was gonna put games glitching in there, but I felt like that was too generic. But but that Beth- that's too generic. But specifically glitching out an achievement that Bethesda. you worked for, yeah, yep, yeah. The glitching, I am. It's, it has been a decade, and I'm still not over one fucking mission. There's many. The fact that I found a major glitch in Sneak King or Superman 64. Or I mean, gl- glitches are one thing itself, but when it like takes away from like an achievement, from, achievement yeah. yeah, that's that's a kick in the balls. Yeah, I don't know how you achievement whores do it. Fuck it. That led to my downfall being like, fuck it, I'm done with achievements. Screw yeah, this. Yeah, Jim and I both in our college Besides years, burnout, but. Yeah, we, I think, I think the achievement hunting, it was like, it was like a cool idea. But then you, when you really dive down, you're like, why am I doing this? Why Especially if the achievement's not fun. There's been other games where I'm like, this is this would just be a cool achievement. Right, was it the Mega Buster in Dead Rising? Was that your... Uh... <laughs> what was it? 10,000 zombies? I forget how many zombies you had to kill, but the amount of times I went back and forth with a car. I, I probably spent three real hours to four hours just riding cars back and forth, making sure I didn't die, getting the number, and I was like, why am I doing Like After that, it killed it. I still have plenty of achievements, but I don't. I do not chase them anymore. Yeah, same here. Not at all. There's something. There's a pleasant surprise when you get a super rare achievement by accident. Oh yeah, yeah. Like when we did TMNT Shredder's Revenge, like I was unlocking shit left and right, and I was like, I'm doing Baron Jim, and I'm unlocking these. This is awesome. <laughs> or like when like you play a game, like say a Plague Tale. And, like, if you light the right torch and save one random person, like, that's a super rare achievement. All of a sudden, you're like, like, wait, what? Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. I gaming. But yeah, I'll, I'll still go with the losing save just because I'm still cheesed about Sonic Three and Knuckles. Yeah, I was on Easy Street. That fucking game. But yeah, we uh, <laughs> we want to hear from you guys, and we also want to say thank you so much. You've been listening this whole time. If you haven't already, please hit subscribe, hit the notification bell so you see when we get all of our new videos. If you've been listening this whole time, if you're not already subscribed on Spotify, iTunes, or whatever you're listening on, please do that. Leave us a five-star or whatever the highest rating is, and even if you want to bash us, we will read it on these podcasts. So with that, we want to say have a good night, everyone, and cheers. Cheers, guys.